I'm not trying to be biased here, but Geno Atkins. I mean, he, he's had a hell of a career with the Bengals, had a down year last year, right? But, you know, his contract was up this year. He could definitely impact the team um, on, on the defensive side um, that needs, you know, quality pass rushers. I mean, he's proved himself in the league, Pro Bowl caliber player. Um, another person that, that I saw was Sheldon Richardson, which I was shocked that he's still available as well. So, um, you know, the, these teams that, that need, you know, big-time players that have established themselves over the course of their career in the league, some of these guys are still out there. And, and those names, those people are going to get picked up. But I'm going to let y'all name off another few. I'm looking at a list here, man. Um, and I, I got a couple guys on here that are good. Duke Johnson's still out there, good running back. You got Kawan Short, good defensive lineman, obviously getting, obviously getting older. Trey Boston's out there from Carolina. He was he was a solid player back in his day. Austin Ryder is out there. Olivier Vernon is out there, and I understand why he would be. He sucks. Um, uh, who else? Mitchell Schwartz is still out there. Yeah, but the other guy got signed. Fisher got signed. They they both got hurt. Both tackles got hurt. I think it was the same injury too, or close. It was knee and then Achilles or something like that. Or yeah, respectively for each each one of them, but. Morgan Moses, the best, the best free agent out there right now, was recently released by the Red, Red uh, <laughs> the football team. <laughs> Watch yourself, though. Yeah, it's funny. You didn't say the whole. You didn't yo, say the whole that's so funny. But um, nah, man, there's a lot of good free agents. Got free, free agents out there, and the, the, the funny thing about football is like, there's it's the rosters are so big that it, it, yo, you're gonna your team is gonna be, can drastically change even after that first and second and third wave of free agency. There's guys you pick up at the waiver. There's undrafted free agents. There's all types of stuff you're picking up to make your team better. So there's a lot of guys out there that are going to make teams better. We do all this projection stuff on the show. You see all the projections everywhere, but you just don't know. You just don't know what your team's going to look like by the time the season starts because it could all change. Whatever There could be a giant hole in your team that you didn't think was going to get filled, and it's filled by an unlikely source, filled from, from somebody who, who you, you thought had no business being there. So I'm, you know, the, the, you know, if I want to take it back to the Giants, like the Giants, have a, their center is is an undrafted, undrafted free agent. Their center is, and he did a damn good job last year. Don't don't look at me like that. Nah, nah. every show, I'm keeping man, it a buck. Talk about the Giants. I, I'm talking about I'm, I'm 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 relating it back to the main point. That's the main point. When you talk about the Bengals, I'm sorry, no one cares about Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the that's so I can't do that. 
But um, no, nah, like I don't. It's just you don't know. So there's a lot of good players out there. A lot of good players to be had on the market. And football is just one of those interesting sports where that that that's where that seems to be the reality. But we'll see, man. I mean, some good players out there. What about you, Miles? What do you think? Who should the Jets sign to get them to be? Uh, what is it? Fourteen and two, and go to the Super Bowl? Like you think they're gonna go? Crazy. Um, <laughs> so, some of the free agents I like. I like Morgan Moses, even though Greg doesn't like him. I, ain't, I literally didn't say that. What I said, you've said it before. Morgan Moses? Yes. But <laughs> we'll, we'll, let me get back to my point. Like, he's one of the best offensive tackles on the board. And on a normal team, they wouldn't have released him. But the, Reds, the football team is trying to get <laughs> the younger. So sometimes you got to cut good players so young players can develop. But, I mean, his, he's been durable. He's played 16 games the last six years. At tackle, that's what you need. You need somebody who's going to be out there every week. So Where do you think he goes, Marion Moses? Maybe the Giants. I, I don't think it's a crazy – I think the, the Giants could pick him up. I think that's realistic. I, you know – We'll see. The Giants claim they, they trust their offensive line. I, I understand why they might have to feel that way because I saw the way they played in the second half of the year. But I would not be mad at that to reinforcements there just to make sure that my man Daniel Jones has a big season I think he's going to have. So, yeah, I think that I could easily see it. By the way, yo, 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 you got to stop the joke. Happy birthday to Daniel Jones, bro. Happy birthday to Daniel that? Jones. Yes. Happy I'll birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to the chosen one, bro. The one that's gonna take us to the promised land, bro. You Daniel know who Jones. else is out there at uh? Why you why you just do that? Because no, I'm why you do that? No, you it's, it. no, it's Daniel Jones' birthday. You don't bro. even say it ten no, times. No, no. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday, Danny Dimes. Hey, you want? You want? You, you respect? Call you, him Danny Dimes. You want him on the show? He's a New York guy. He's a good Listen. dude. He come on the show. Daniel Jones, come shout, on the show. Shout out to Danny Dimes, but Alshon Jeffrey's still out there too. Ain't nobody. He, listen, he can go to the Raiders. He can go to the Raiders and fill the spot. The biscuit of, uh, away, Aguilar. Yeah, <laughs> he's a biscuit away from being a tight end. You need Kelvin Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh Kelvin. Lord. So two names that y'all didn't mention that I want to ask y'all about. I'm not. I'm not advocating saying they are a top free agent that's out there. Yes, you are. But I want to <laughs> find out what y'all thoughts on them. Uh, we were talking about it earlier, and Taylor probably caught this in the behind the scenes. One of the names is Le'Veon Bell, right? Mm. So Le'Veon Bell is still out there. Of course, he is not the Le'Veon Bell that was in Pittsburgh, which at that time was considered probably top two, three running backs in the league. Yeah. Do you think he's going to get picked up by anybody and actually be able to help the team? Like, he got picked up last year by Kansas City, but he didn't do nothing in Kansas City. So is, is this – are we looking at the end for Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, but- I mean, it's not the end, but there's not a lot of teams he fits because he's he needs a, a dominant offensive line. So there's not that many teams that have that out there because he's not exactly going to hit the hole and run away from it. That's never been his game. It's dance until he sees an opening and you get 10, 15 yards before you attack. But now he's slowing down a little bit. I got, I got a question for you all about Le'Veon Bell then because <laughs> – so because he's a dude likes to dance and wait for the hole and then burst through the hole, is he more of a product of his offensive line? Because those Steelers' offensive lines were amazing. I've seen running backs do things with no offensive line and be incredible. Is 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 Le'Veon Bell a product of the offense? It's, it's a large portion of who he is now 
a product of the offensive line they got to play behind. I think some teams or some players need more blocking than others. Like Aaron Jones wouldn't need that. He doesn't need a an elite offensive line because he can get by mostly anybody on the field. But Le'Veon Bell, he needs half the guys to be blocked so he can get out there because he's not running past anybody. And he's damn sure not running past anybody anymore. I think you, you mentioned a good point, though, with saying that, though, because there's not many running backs in the league, though. I think that's that can excel without an offensive line, and that's where you separate. You want to talk about it? That's, I'm glad you took it there. So you think you, it's a lot? How many, how many? No, I don't. How many dudes in the league you think can do it? Name them. Saquon. I'm glad you guys have common sense. Who was the other? What's <laughs> the name? Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, you think so? Who else? McCaffrey. Okay. Yeah. Aaron Jones that he just mentioned. Okay. That's four names right there. Uh, I'd like to say Kamara because he's so his balance is crazy. Contact balance that's is amazing. Fair. I think I think that's he would fair. I think he could do it. I think he could play well. So that's five out of thirty-two. There's another guy you had a name. What about Chubb? Nick Chubb. Chubb Chubb is Chubb is incredible. He has a great offensive line, granted. But I, yo, he he puts people in dirt. I don't know. So we put Nick Chubb in that conversation, six? right? That's six. That's my point, though. So when we mentioned like Le'Veon, six out of the thirty-two teams. So most running backs need a great offensive line or at least decent offensive line. Yeah. Which then that's I think that's where you separate the good, the good from the great, the good from the great. Like yeah, Le'Veon Bell is good. Okay, if I didn't say his man line. Joe Mixon. You watching? Nah, I ain't stupid, bro. No, I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm making sure. He's not now, the one the one thing about Le'Veon Bell, though, I I wouldn't necessarily call it dancing. He does do he does do some dancing, but I think it's more patience than anything. But again, that's because he's waiting for the holes to open up. He's waiting to, to pick and choose his spots. Um, At this point he, in his career, he's not a starter. Is he? He's washed. He's too far gone from from that point. He's washed. No. I. I think I think he's it's washed. hard. I'm an advocate for him. I think it's hard to call him a wash due to the fact that we haven't seen when when he was at his best, he was getting touches. We haven't seen him get a touch like that in so long because he went to a, the Chiefs where they already had Clyde Edward Alaire. And he was playing behind and they had didn't they have Damian Williams too? Well, he so was, he's he playing behind No, I get what you're saying. He should have went to a team that going for that ring. Yeah, he was ring chasing. Yeah. Actually. It, if if he gets a chance, he needs to get to the chance where with a team that he can actually tote the rock and and show that he's not washed. Because at the end, of, this may be his last chance. To be honest, like whatever team he goes to next, because you you only get so many chances as a running back. Another name I want to throw out there, and that's the last name that you know nobody mentioned, and just wanted to see where y'all heads at with this. Was one of the top defenders at one point. Was always in that conversation. Was with the Legion of Boom. Earl Thomas is still out there as a free mm. agent. Mm. I don't think anybody has a question on the talent. Maybe it's declined a little bit, but you know, part of the reason why he was cut and not on a team was really the off the field mm-hmm. stuff. Do you think Earl Thomas gets another shot? And possibly what team you think could use Earl Thomas? No, the Cowboys love their Love their troubled people, the troubled, their troubled individuals. So, I think he could be a cowboy before before too long. Um, he's a, he's not the same player. He's clearly not the same player that he was. And and honestly, you got to blame the Seahawks for it too. Seahawks have some blame. I mean, he was in that contract dispute. They let him, you know, he played because he had no choice. And 
he what happened? I think he uh, broke towards his ACL. Towards, towards his helmet, and then he flipped off the, the sideline on the way out. Completely. I mean, it, it, football is a brutal sport. You don't capitalize when you, in your prime. It, it, it can come back to to haunt you, and that's why I feel bad for him for. It. But the off the field stuff may may yo. The crazy thing about it is the off the field stuff may just be a manifestation of the frustration he feels because he he never got that payday. He never got that payday. He never got. I mean, so my, my thing was he was the, he was with the Ravens last time I checked, no? Yeah, yeah, they, they cut him because of the off the field. Yeah, I hope he's back in the league because his play hasn't declined so much that he's horrible. He's not horrible at all. He still can play the position at a high level. It's just he isn't the same player he was with Seattle in his heyday. But a lot of people are predicting he'll be back in 49. Yeah, I mean, I think a good he's a great vet to have on your team. He's gonna lead your cornerback room and he's gonna. He's gonna go out there and not make mistakes. If he if he makes a mistake, it's because he's just got bested by a better athlete because he's not the same guy, right. the same athlete anymore. But that's all. He's still worth bringing into your team, and you bring him on a vet minimum deal. He's like, not gonna he's not gonna be out there playing man. I was about to he, say. he he not they're not gonna have him. They're gonna put him in cover three, cover four situations. It would have to be a team that's playing that type. Of Ab- absolutely. I mean, he, he may he may not be a starter. He probably won't be a starter, but they'll they'll put him in situations best, where he can he can drive in. Real quick before we move on, who has the best secondary in football? Best secondary in football. Just say it. No, just, no, just say it because it's definitely true. But what, go ahead. If you're not going to say it, I just want to hear some dumps. I want to hear what you got to say. Some dumps that you got to say. Look how hard he has to think just to find another team. That's that's called. That's I, don't, I don't think he's thinking hard just to just find another team. I just don't think he just wants to blurt out an answer on the spot. I want to say like the Chargers, which that's completely wrong. But <laughs> he says you know, Chargers. <laughs> it's really not that hard, Chris. It's definitely so the Bengals. It, it, it's not. It's not the Bengals. So you ain't got to think that hard. Yo, who you think? Who you think it is, bro? Tony, what do you think? I don't know, bro. I'm, I'm in my state. This is easy. This is it's the Giants. The Giants easily the best second secondary in football. Their secondary is the reason why they were top five defense last year. Good thing they don't don't crown champs from the (laughs) offseason. Yo, you gotta be kidding me, bro. Yeah, yo, that's that's called being spiteful, ladies and gentlemen. We have to um, we'll have to revisit this one and give us time to really, really, you know. Look into you it. You ain't have to be prepared. You ain't have to be prepared. Look into it because I I feel Giants is top five or whatever, but oh, I won't give them the top spot. I need to I need to really look at the rosters and see like and if we come back and after we do our research, I'll I'll give it to the Giants if I, if I do my research. Yeah, y'all see. I got notes, so I ain't had no notes on that one. So I gotta do some research on that topic. But one of the things we were talking about. After the show, our last episode, you know, Greg and Miles was going back and forth talking about Bryce Harper and Lindor and players being overpaid and mm-hmm. players not playing up to their contracts. This is easy. Not even. Well, it is easy. This is an easy but answer to this question because both of them aren't living up to the contract. Go ahead and ask the so, question. This is not the, hard. Yeah, the question I was going to ask though. So you mentioned two players that some people feel are not playing up to their contract. Do you think the MLB should consider maybe changing up the contract so you don't have these 13-year, $290 million contracts 
and they only play well two, three years out of the mm-hmm. contract. There's a lot of pressure to come with those contracts. That's the reality of it. But forget it, the common theme is that no matter who gets those contracts, no matter where they're playing, they don't play well when they're on the when they're on these big deals because this team invested a lifetime deal into you essentially. No, no one lives up to it. Albert Pujols didn't live up to it in 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 Los Angeles when he got traded. So when he got traded, when he excuse me when he signed with them. So no, it, it's it's not that simple. It's it's not that simple. I, I think that they can continue to give out those deals, but. You, if you're gonna give out that deal, you gotta give it to a guy who's one of one. He's one of one. There's not many guys that are one of one. Not many guys deserve a 13-year deal. Too many guys in the, in the MLB get those deals, and they usually get them. The problem with baseball too is you have to do seven years of MLB service before you're considered a free agent. The, that's your prime. You, you, the team that drafts you has your best years. They have the rights to your best years off the rip. So then when that that guy hits free agency when he's almost 30, he's not the same player anymore. That's the reality of it. What the Padres did was genius with Fernando Tatis Jr. It's genius. He's he's they understand. Let's let's extend him when he's in his first seven years of MLB service. Let's let's extend the contract. Let's get him the 13-year deal early. We'll get his best years. We're gonna he hasn't dipped. He's playing great. He hasn't dipped. If I were the Angels, I would give the shot the Otani guy a big deal right now, too. Pitching and hitting the way he is, I give him the deal right now. Lock it up, especially when you got Albert Pujols' money off the books. Well, they may be still be, pay, be paying him, but let's be let's face it, there's different money in baseball. So I would do it now. I wouldn't wait the way he plays, as amazing as he is. I wouldn't wait. That's the problem. But the, the Indians couldn't invest in Indoor early on when it's during his best years. Those first seven years were incredible. And now that he's in the Mets, and it's it's totally it's, it, I'm not I look, it's early. I'm not gonna overreact to them being here. It's early. I just not I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not having it. Has he played well? No. But when you sign that kind of deal and you play in New York City, that is not going to be easy. It's going to take some adjusting to this ain't this ain't Ohio anymore. Like, this is not it. You have people at your games. Like, people care. Mets fans are different. Like, New York fans are different across the board. So it's just a different level of intensity. When you have a bad game, people are talking about it. So, no, nah, man, like, I, I'm not going to overreact to it. Um, I think he's going to bounce back and play a lot better. I think they'll get some really good years out of him. For the way I see it is, if you get – five to seven good years out of that contract you won. That's a good deal. I'll, I'll take it because clearly no one has been the anomaly here and played well all 13, 14 years of the, of the, of the long-term deal. It hasn't happened. And it's so, and baseball is a game of streaks in and of itself. So I, you can't, ex- you almost can't expect it unless you have, you're, you're dealing with the Ken Griffey type, right? And not many guys are of that, of that mold. What do you think about Mike Trout so far in his contract? Phenomenal. He's, a, he's, he's earned every penny. He's been great every year he's been on the field. But it's not injuries. Good towards the end, though, oh, we don't know. I mean, he's good. As he, I think he's one of those generational he gets, players. He's been hurt the last couple I years. know that. Yeah, I know. And that's so what I'm saying. Outside of the injuries. Gets, this could be a recurring thing. Outside of the injuries, he's been phenomenal. He's on the field. You you can't question who the best player in baseball oh, of is. And then they have him and they have Otani. Like, come on, bro. They're good with gas over there. They just suck as an organization in getting talent. That's the problem. They should be a team that competes for World Series. See, baseball is so much different. These guys don't control their own destinies because they lock into these 13-year deals to set their kids, 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 kids up. I get it. I would do the same thing. But my son will play baseball. That's what he's going to be doing. Just basketball, all that, no. He's gonna be baseball. If you want to play basketball, I'll, I'll, welcome, I'll welcome it. But it's going to be baseball. Say, he, he doesn't believe that. Yeah, he he'll, he'll, he'll play baseball, coach, though. He'll play baseball. Old Coach Hino, Darla, he see his son. Boy, throw the cup. Let me tell you something right now, yo. My, my kid's going to be cold. 
this basketball stuff, bro. <laughs> this basketball stuff. Warrior girl. If they want to play ball, though, they're going to be cold. You going like, to make a kid play ball? I'm not going to make them play ball, but if they play ball. Ariana, 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 ta- Ariana, tap in. You could, you could, you could tag her in this. Ariana, tap in. Our kid's gonna be cold. <laughs> and he's, going to, he, he's going to, he or she going to the league. Period. Hey, ma, share nah, with, I'm not putting that on. Hey, ma, ma share with uh, our listeners though. What was you talking about concerning Bryce Harper? Because he came up in the conversation when we were talking about, you know, players not living up to their contract. So with Bryce Harper, he's been so hyped since high school that, I mean, it was always inevitable. If he had a couple good years, he signed some huge deal, which it also comes from the players' ages too. Like a lot of them are under Scott Borders, and he's known to get guys top dollar. So that's what he did in this situation. But he's kind of just – he's a great player, but 260, 270-ish – Sprinkler, he has to have at least like 30, 40 home runs a year to 100 RBIs to justify this kind mm. of contract. Because right now he's hitting 274. Was he ever an average hitter, though? He was never average. Yeah, his MVP year. Yeah, that, that's that an like, anomaly year. It was 303, yeah. like 303 that year or something? He hit like 330. 330. Holy crap. I know. That's incredible. That's a year. I forgot about that year. I don't know how. I think that was the year they first signed Daniel Murphy. I think he won MVP, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah, and if you look at it, Every other year he's, he's had, he's been below 270. So it's like the older you get, you know, his swing's so long. Get better his, at his swing's so long. Yeah. I didn't think he'd ever hit for average like that. I thought that one year was an anomaly again. I, I never, his swing is so long. Like he just swings to, he swings to crush the ball every time. And guys like that don't hit, typically don't hit for average. So I didn't expect him to ever be a guy who hit for average. I never thought that'd be the case at any point. That, but, but, Yes, he is not living to the contract. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I just don't think that anyone does. I think the only anomaly you're going to find is Fernando Tatis Jr. When as you watch him continue to grow, because he has so much room to grow in the game, and he's so talented and physically athletic. I mean, that's a different part of it too. Hey, Chris, do you think that the MLB should look into changing his contract? But Greg mentioned a great point. You know, the first seven years they have your prom. Hey, you got to go with that. You're playing for free. Do you think that? On the player side, then that there should be the players' union to maybe look into this, where they change up the structure, where it's not your first seven years, and the players actually have some more control, as you see in the NBA, for example, where they have more control over the career. Because as Greg mentioned, hey, forget the World Series. I need to get this money so right. all my kids for the next seven generations are set up. Do you think the MLB, the players' association, should look into maybe restructuring these contracts? I think so because this kind of ties into what we were talking about on last our last episode, right? When we're talking about the motivators that people have when they when they're in the league, right? So if I'm someone that's coming into the league and I know that, like, hey, you know, after my first seven years, I'm I'm getting all this money on this long term deal, I may be able to slack off how I train in the off season because I know that money's there. I know I'm bringing in bringing in that bread, right? So um, I definitely think it'd be it'd be wise to restructure it while the players are, are in their prime so that it's, it's beneficial for, for both parties. It's beneficial for the players and it's going to be beneficial for the organization too, to not be blowing this money down the line where you paying these people, you know, a $13 million, uh, not $13 million, uh, a 13 year contract. Right. And you paying them between 250 and $300 million um, for them to Greg's point to only play good, you know, 
two to four of those years. I mean, that's a that's a lot of money to be wasted. I think it's something to look at. Um, well, as Greg said, when kids come about, if they pick up a baseball bat, I ain't got no problems. Take care of me and Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for no. sure. Because these contracts in baseball, something different. Yep. These jokers be set. Like it was two, three years after A. Rod retired, he still was paying that man. It's crazy. These contracts is different in baseball. It's different. It's always been like that too. It's Before crazy how it's allowed. Word. Before we transition up, we want to transition to the flag on the play segment. I just want to ask Greg if he wants to change his pick. On Miami, because right now they're losing 100 to 73. Do you still think Miami's going to be able to you say get this right? series out? I can't change this. No, obviously, the Heat are going to lose the series. Obviously, they're going to lose. This is this. They're going to be sweat. They might. I mean, they, they don't. They're not competitive. I I don't really know. I, I saw Bam's play is horrible. Um, I saw obviously Tyler Hero is not playing to the to the same play level we played at last year. Which again, I think people people are going to overreact to it. I think that when you're when you're in the NBA. And you're coming up, then you're gonna go through some slumps. You're gonna go through some ups, some ups and downs. So that's gonna happen. I, I sure, I sure as hell don't want to hear from Knicks fans about Tyler Hero, okay? <laughs> because because it ain't like your your rookie, the guy y'all chose, didn't have his slump. He he, he in and out of slumps far too often. Okay, I saw I saw Tyler Hero ball out in the playoffs last year. I feel I feel better about him. But what I bubble boy, but you, see, <laughs> but you can say that, but you can say that, but see, it's so crazy because last year did RJ play with no fans in the arenas? We didn't get a chance to because we were that bad. Nah, last year they had a season though before they went to the bubble though. Oh, yeah, they did, but pre COVID, talking about just the regular season, pre COVID. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a learning curve. Tyler Hero balled out last year all throughout the year. It wasn't no – he's not no bubble boy. He did it all throughout the year. Look, look, you're getting me off topic. The point is, he, he didn't lose the series. I was definitely wrong. I'll admit when I'm wrong on the show. I got no problem admitting when I'm wrong. Everybody's wrong. Half y'all listen to the show is wrong all the time. <laughs> but, but with with, with uh, the heat, that, that this, is a, this is a knock. Jimmy Butler surprised me, man. I'm surprised. I, we're not to, to, You can't get swept if you're Jimmy, bro. I hold Jimmy in too high regard. To, for him to get swept, but let's just see how this all plays out. I I don't really know what's broken with them yet. I haven't been able to watch as many of these games as I would have liked to have watched. But from what I've seen, Bam's play is alarmingly bad, and then no one else is seemingly playing great at all. So he'd he'd have to make some major structural changes because if they don't, they're in some trouble. I don't know what they're gonna do because they they went out and got Vic. Um, I would they sign him back. They not, they're not gonna sign him back with the injury. No way. And if they do, he'll be back on a, on a, on a on a very team, on a very team friendly deal, he wanted to be in Miami in the first place anyway. So with no state tax, collect all two million dollars you're gonna make next year or something like that. And and he'll play and he'll play great and then he'll re up. I don't know if I play great. I didn't like what I saw from him so far. Well, his quad was falling off his bone again. So it's just it's just hard it's just hard to know exactly what you're gonna get from him. It, I think it's a team. Yeah. <laughs> so if they get swept, I might have to go find the clip. Where I was trying to tell you that Jimmy Butler wasn't a superstar. But we, 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 I don't know if we, anyone, I, I don't know, you to go back. I, I don't know if I said he was a superstar per se. I said he was on the cusp. I think he, I said he's like, where you can argue it. I think is what I might have been saying. All right, maybe you said that. Maybe you said but then, star. Maybe you said, you know, playing. I don't know what you said, but I said he wasn't that. That's all I said. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. So oh, he gets swept as it. 
be a leader of the team, you know, they got the Miami Heat coach and they got the Bulls, Jimmy Butler coach, and neither worked out. So if they get swept, I'm putting that on Jimmy's end. Not Ben, not Tyler, even though, you know, he probably would. What's your boy, Jack Harlow? He probably was on the party in somewhere, so. Maybe that's why, but I would put it on Jimmy's head. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy deserves some blame for that, and you can hold him accountable for sure. I mean, I'm I, some blame. Hold, 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 hold these guys accountable. That's fine because I, I'm, I'm a Bron fan, so you don't think I know what it looks like to be held almost irresponsibly accountable for crap that you're not, you're that's not your fault. Then yeah, you would hold these all these guys, hold all these guys accountable. I don't know why Miles looking over here like that. Flag on the play segment, except for the client. Let me know if y'all want to talk about it. Chris sent this to the chat. You know we had to bring it up. Brandon Jacobs wants to come out of retirement and play defensive end. Let me see it. Except for the climb. He looks in good shape, yeah, but like, I don't know about defensive end. He looks in good shape. And look, man, these guys need to know when to give it up. I feel like a lot of these guys are just money chasing at this point. Like, oh, I want to. Like they spent all their money and they want to come back and, and start. Did you see Tebow? You see it? You see yeah, look jacked, bro. Hey, I, I want to see what he does. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. I, I was talking a little little crap a few weeks ago, but I want I want to see what Tebow does because Tebow oh, look like he, he he earned he earned a chance to. He ain't earned nothing. Hey Greg, I'm gonna you like. He didn't earn anything. I said that to set you off. He's annoying me, bro. I you what came from Brandon Jacobs. He said, "I am really serious about coming back as defensive end." I'm only reading this because you just mentioned Tebow. Yep. He says in his tweet, I can still run. I am strong, and there is no way Tim Tebow, white Jesus, is a better athlete no, than I am. Jesus. I just need a shot. That's it. If I can't cut it, I'll take it like a man. Just give me one chance. That's all. And then he tweeted a picture of him shirtless, looking in shape. To your team, Giants, I am ready to hit sack any quarterback out I'm rocking with it. I love it. I love it. Let, 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 let's see how long it takes, because you you know you know uh, he he played the right he played the race card, he played the race card. I and, and you know that's that's a, that's a topic I specialize in. So it, it, that's a topic I specialize in. So I obviously I don't think he'll get picked up by a team because you know it's not the same when you're when you're black, right? You don't you don't get the same benefit so as a doubt. How old is Brandon Jacobs? Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Well, how old is Tim Tebow? I'm Thirty-three. Tim Tebow sucks. Yeah, Tim Tebow thirty-three. The same. That's the same age Jesus went to heaven. <laughs> he sucks, bro. Come on, man. Yo, I, I, I just, I don't like, I don't like the the Tim Tebow thing. The phenomenon to me is, is all based in religion and race. Yeah, I, I love it. We could do a podcast in and of itself on Tim Tebow. Why is he, why he's getting this second chance? Beyond the fact, that, again, that he's white. Um, but the the religion, the religion card made it plays a difference. People want him to be good so bad, so that way they can. They can they can push their narratives about about their faith and things like that. And, yo, I am a I am a person who believes in, in God. I am a faithful person. But no, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. This is this is this is more a story about privilege than anything else. And I think it gets mixed up. So oh, no. yeah, people love to manipulate and turn it in their favor. Yeah, flip it out that twist way, it so. and all that. Like no, don't do that. It's it, the guy shouldn't be here. And if Brand J- Jacobs wants to make that point by posting a shirt, a shirtless pick and saying, let's go, let's go, get pick me up, Giants, oh, so be it. I hope that the Giants won't do that because we're a serious organization with aspirations of winning big things, doing big things this year, winning 11 games. But you should have tagged Jackson. They probably got a shot. Yeah. You yeah. should have tagged Jackson. Yeah. You know, they, they clap chasing. Exactly. Transition. I said transition. Next one. Flag on the 
because there's two there's two of them that we're gonna have to talk about and we already mentioned it but i'm gonna separate the two Kyrie Irving came out and said after the game you know going to Boston they're up 2-0 it's not my first time being an opponent in Boston I'm just looking forward to competing with my teammates and hopefully we can just keep it strictly basketball there's no belligerence or racism going on subtle racism or people yelling ish from the crowd Danny Ainge responded I never heard any of that from any player that I've ever played with in my 26 years in Boston I never heard that before from Kyrie and I talked to him quite a bit Marcus Smart responded saying yeah I've heard it I've heard a couple of things it's hard to hear that and then have them support us as players it's kind of sad and sickening I love it First off, before y'all go, I just want to say this. Danny Ainge, I never heard any of that from any player that I've played with in my 26 years in Boston. You have a completely different experience. And this is what we sometimes and often see. Our Caucasian brothers who are completely numb and unaware of to what we go, go through every day. And we don't talk about it. So they don't know. And we saw that a lot during the pandemic. We were having those conversations. And it was a lot of people that were just like, I did not know. I were unaware. I was unaware. I was ignorant to it. The other thing is, is what Marcus Smart alluded to. You played for the organization. Y'all didn't have to worry about that. And for those that's listening, NSFW on this part, close your ears, but... This is the reality of it. When you were playing with them, the black teammates you had, you those teammates was Boston's nigga. We had no problem with that nigga, but every other nigga, we were going to say what we wanted to say, our racial comments, which is what Marcus Smart is saying. It makes no sense because, oh, you're playing for us? We like you. <laughs> oh, you could jump. You could move. You're entertaining. But when this other black people come, they really show their true colors. And it really just shows you, we don't really rock with you. That's why Kyrie says that. When I was there, it was no problem. When Kyrie was in a Celtic jersey, oh, we love Kai. We love Kai. Mm-hmm. We love him. And this is where people was getting on his case. Why is he burning sage? This is what he was burning sage for. I don't agree with burning sage, but this is why he was burning sage. When he went back to Boston to not have to deal with this. And it's absolutely crazy and unacceptable that this is still happening. And it's unacceptable by Danny Ainge to say a comment like that. And to me, that's a bold-faced lie. Yeah. It's a bold-faced lie because Marcus Smart plays for you right now. So that's a bold-faced lie. And that's, again, He's an America. Idiot. Danny Ainge is an idiot. Didn't he play when, when the, at the peak of the Bird-Magic rivalry? The Bird-Magic rivalry centered around race. Black people was rocking with Magic. White people was rocking with Bird. White people were rocking with the Celtics. Black people were rocking with the Lakers. That's that's at the peak of this. That's what it's all centered around. You you were involved with one of the most racially tense sports rivalries in, in sports history. And to act like you've never heard that about, you never heard that your fan base was racist by any chance. I mean, are you serious? Like for real? Like to act like that, you see, it was a bold-faced lie. There was it was evil intent behind that. Yo, he's not a good dude. Like, I don't care what anyone says, you're not a good dude. Cause you know, because you know you the era you played in. There's, you know, it was loaded with racial tension. You know, at that time too, people were out here being flagrantly racist out here. Like it was, it's not, it's not, it's not subtle. 
Racism isn't racism's a little more subtle now. It is still horrible because it, you get it in spurts where it's just terrible and it still exists. But back then, the, the, the things that that white people felt in power, they could say to, to black people, and it's still bad to now. It's still horrible now. But then it was even worse. And to act like he doesn't know that, to act like to play dumb when he hears Kyrie say that, to me, like that's that's intentionally evil. That's intentionally evil. So. Nah, Danny Ainge is a bad dude. That's a bad dude. Ainge, you lose your job because you suck at your job. Yeah, you suck at your job. Yeah, outside of the comments. Outside the comments. You, you shouldn't even be it. The only reason why you have your job is because you're white and you played for the organization. How the hell back in the 80s when these guys is playing, and we know what it is. This sport is dominated by black people. Dominated. Dominated. That your roster is 95% white. That is intentional. That is intentional. I look at all these teams. Dallas has history, of, uh, and and the players are great. Luka Doncic is amazing. He out here hooping better than he out here hooping them better than most of these brothers. That's a fact. I'm not saying otherwise. But Dirk too. But yo, at the same time, yo, like I raise an eyebrow. I raise an eyebrow because you're star. You you intentionally try to get white superstars. Mark Cuban. I'm looking at him sideways. I don't know about anybody else. I've always felt that way about the Dallas Mavericks. I look at him sideways. I look at. The Celtics sideways, obviously, they get they go get Jason Tatum, they go get Paul Pierce, right? It's fine, right? But it's if you, if they could have it their way, don't you think they'd rather have a white superstar there in Boston? I think they, they Boston. Would have, they would have wished Gordon Hayward worked out. Oh my God! The whole point of Gordon Hayward was was for this reason. So we're talking about they talked themselves into him. He's he's not he's not ass, but like he's not ass, but like. He, yo, he no, he's no star. He, he's a boy, he's a fringe all star, fringe. On cusp, on a good year, he might he might trip into the all star game. It's not a player we're talking about. He's he's a role player. He's a very good role player, but they try to play him like a star. How did how did Charlotte pay that man one twenty? That makes no sense. Oh, hey Chris, you play football, and I, I I already know I can imagine the craziest things and stuff you've heard. What's your take on this and, like, having to play in an environment like that? Having to play in an environment like that is hectic. Your mind wanders into what the people are saying and, and not the assignment that you have on that given play, right? You, you start, you know, looking into the fan section and listening to the people. It's hard to block that out is what I'm trying to say. Um the thing that I'm thinking of now is Danny Ainge made these comments, right? And you got your own players like Marcus Smart talking about, like, I've heard this. I'm on the team. I'm a black man, and I've heard this, and I've only been here a few years. You've been here damn near a while, and you talking about this is the – like, you've never heard anything like this. So you know it's a bold-faced lie. So I'm thinking of the tension that this is going to create within the team. For for Jason Tatum, for Jalen Brown, for for Marcus Smart, Tristan Thompson, Jalen Brown doing that whole pandemic, leading leading the leading the charge down south of the of the protest. One of your players was leading the charge downtown of the protest, and you gonna sit up here and talk about? Oh, I I I never had a clue that that our fan base was 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 racist. Yo, listen. This was this isn't anything new. The, the Boston Red Sox players a few years ago were talking about this when when a fan came to the um I forget I forget the player's name, um, but a, a fan came to this the 
the game has started heckling and, and saying, dropping the N-word and whatnot and telling them to, to go back to wherever they came from and stuff like that. This isn't anything new in Boston. Boston has been racist for qu- quite a long time. But going going back to your original point of, you know, what it's like, you know, being a player, playing in that type of environment, it's hard to focus. It's hard to focus because at the end of the day, like, you you're being called nasty names. And again, some players can handle it better than others, but, um, you know, it's horrible that players have to go through that. I mean, it's not related, but we kind of saw what Russ went through last night, getting food thrown on him is, is is different, but you got to think like, I'm sure that's, that's more than basketball at that point. Right. They're they're That's you kind of said it. That's, that's racial tension. That, that, that's a fan thinking I can do whatever I want to you. Because I'm untouchable, one one because he thinks he's a fan too, right? Um, but again, it it all boils down to race at the end of the day. Do black fans be doing that stuff? No, yeah, no, you don't see a black fan throw popcorn on another black. That's it. even on white people, we don't was do that, that too. Was that fan who spit on triangle black or white? White. <laughs> this is right? crazy. Perfect, perfect transition. Trey Young got spit on. John Morant parents. It came out, I don't know if Facebook came out, but it came out that jazz fans, which they had their issues too in Utah, mm. were saying racist things to John Moran's parents, mm. and then you got popcorn thrown on Russ. What's going on with the fans, man? This is America. Oh, of course, this is America. Let me know what's your thoughts on everything that's happening. Like, we've all been wanting to have fans back, and we got them back, and they are... I won't even say tweaking. They just being themselves. And we one of them's at MSG, where we would think Northeast, you know, we're more conservative here. We don't have that outright racism that you see in the South. But people, I think situations like this is great because you realize it's all over America. And I think it's just completely crazy that the fans felt comfortable and thought they could actually do this. And before you go, I'm in agreement of what LeBron said. Publicly release the name of the fan that threw popcorn on Russ. Publicly release the name of the person that spit on Trey Young. And charge him with assault. Exactly. Publicly release the names of people saying racist comments to John Morant's parents. Don't let them just be able to go on high end. Oh, we banned them from the game. Go back to work. They can't be season fans. They should lose their jobs. They should lose their jobs. They should. They should. They should face consequences, real life consequences. Besides, oh yeah, I can't go to a game. Go. They should lose their jobs. Release their names. I agree with it. There should be real life consequences for stuff like that. You spit on. You spit on somebody, bro. There's nothing more. Yo, what? Yo, release release their names, bro. That's the closest thing you're gonna get to any type of like actual vindication. Any kind of actual justice, release their names. They should lose their job. They should be fired. In fact, if you're going to force the company's hand, whoever they work for, whoever, wherever they go. Hey, Twitter, get to work, yeah. I know Twitter is great at that. Mm. That needs to be released because, in a sense, what 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 punishment is that? You know, there are 31 other teams in the NBA. They can still go to a, another arena and pull the same thing. Shoot. You had the Knicks and the Hawks here, the dude spit on, right? All right, you can't they came out, they the person isn't a season fan holder, so they can't do that punishment to him. But my man's 
we see all the time. Like it's Atlanta right now at sixty dollars. I come fly to Atlanta and do the same thing. You feel me? Like what real punishment is coming of? Oh, they can't buy tickets anymore. They can't come to the game. <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, that's where if you name the names, then it's known everywhere, and it messes them up with their jobs and their everyday life too. Now people are coming at them, and now jobs won't hire them because you want to act up at a game where you pay tickets to see these people play, not the other way around. So and the players are doing what you just mentioned their jobs. Mm-hmm. So in their workplace, they can't be comfortable to be able to work because mm-hmm. somebody's spitting on them, somebody's throwing popcorn on them. But then you see the malice at the, at the palace. Mm-hmm. And people was going crazy, upset at Robert Test, upset at Jermaine O'Neal. Those fans were just as much in the wrong. If we really go back and watch that film, and we can transition after this, because this is really like a whole other episode of dealing with race, in sports and how a lot of times the fans just get away with everything. But Robert Tess was chilling. He was laying down. My man was doing what he was working on with his anger. They was fighting. My man said, I'm out of this. He wasn't even fighting with Ben Watson. He wasn't fighting. What ticked Robert Tess off was a fan who threw popcorn and beer at him. Go back and watch the film if you had it. Ron Artest was chilling. And a part of a nice part of his career was taken away and got this whole, of course, he was always a bad boy. But a nice part of his career. That year, the Pacers probably would have been in the finals. That changed everything. This is, uh... And it was a fan. Everybody wants to, you know, Ron Artest is such a bad guy. He was actually chilling that night. Yeah, it was the hard foul on Ben Wallace, but then he laid down <laughs> on the stand, and a fan threw something on him. I'm I'm a I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave this with this. Like we, we talked about, uh, we said, hey, are there any black fans doing this? Is my prim- primarily white fans doing this? This all circles back to racism at the end of the day. I, I could loop, we could loop everything back to race, but yeah, this circles back to racism at the end of the day because it it takes it back to a time where black people were just for show out here, entertainment, right? Oh, we can we can go we can go and watch these uh, these 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 specimens almost is the way they look at black people, right? And we and, and we can we can do whatever we want when we're when we're in these public spaces because we're here they're here to entertain us. They owe us that. That's what they're good for. That's that's the way they look at this. It's no different. It's the same mentality from Jim Crow. The same mentality from slavery to now. It's just manifested itself in a different way. When these fans go to these sports arenas, they 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 act this way. They come out of pocket because they feel like they can get away with that kind of stuff, period. That's what it is. So you can release the names. You can do whatever you're going to do. The NBA can take whatever steps they want to take. You need to address the fact that it is racism. Draw the line. Draw the line. Draw the parallels and say, hey, like, we've under, we, we also see a pattern here that it's white fans doing this. It's not black fans. It's white fans doing this. So let's just call this what it is. It's racism. And that's not going to be tolerated, period. And when you and if they do that, I can respect the way the NBA is handling it. But you want to penalize these people as if it's just a regular thing. Well, you don't call it for what it is. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to allow them to continue to do this. Because the, the key word, the most sensitive word out there right now is racism. It's what everyone's talking about right now. It seems to be the hot topic right now. So you got to call for what it is. Make that, make that, draw that parallel between these things because that's exactly what it is. Period. 
complete facts. It's something that the NBA needs to look at. And I think if you make it a legal thing, I think you'll see it taken more serious. And I think we'll see a lot more people. They can still be racist, but they know, oh, right, if I do this at an NBA game and I'm caught, Name will, will be released. Prison time. I'm getting arrested. Prosecuted. Right. Spitting on somebody, that's assault. I'm very intrigued and we'll be watching closely what happens with this person. You do that in, anywhere else. You spit on somebody. You might not make it home that day. You might not make it home that day. You might not. You're going to see your maker, whether it's God or Satan. You're going to see your maker after that. You're going to spit on somebody? Nah, that's not enough to just be like, you can't come to the game. So if the NBA really wants to make serious change in that regard with how the fans interact, which is the part of the greatest thing about basketball, fans are able to interact. They see the people, unlike football, you know, unless they take their helmet off of you, sometimes they'll see the players. Look, if you want that to still be a part of the greatest aspect of the fans interacting with the players, then you need to start making changes in that regard. Transition to our last topic before we close. Because we already know Lakers game is on right now. Lakers are up 7-5. Just keeping y'all updated on that regard. Clippers. They, the, the team, they little brothers. That's on the <laughs> other side. Luka Doncic is doing whatever he wants, as you alluded to. It used to be, you know, that oh, white men can't jump. White players aren't as good as black players. i tell you this much. You can't say that about Luka. Because Luka is making... Two black players specifically, Kawhi and Paul George, look very elementary. What's your takes on the Clippers? Because I think personally, this don't work out, which is probably not. Kawhi's going to be gone. And if Kawhi's gone, you know they don't have any picks. So the Clippers are going to be really, really bad. Like, really, really bad. And Steve Ballmer bought a whole new arena for for them to go play in. And they're gonna suck. Can you can you run back the tape with me saying that Kawhi's overrated? Is that okay? Can we couldn't run it back? We run it back. I don't I, think I, anybody I on this show was out of agreement with you. I don't know, bro. It was mighty. I don't know, bro. It was quiet. I ain't getting no feedback from nobody. Miles ain't really saying nothing. Miles was sitting here. I don't really know, man. I I just want to I just want y'all run that tape back because I be on I be on these things. That's why I be saying tapping with the bench mob because I, I, I really do this. Like I really do this. Is it but, him or is it his? Sidekick, hasn't really. Let's let's plug Brian and Kawhi right now. LeBron playing with Pandemic P. What's happening in this series? No, 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 it's not. You know why it's not different? Because when Kawhi got to LA, you drop a commercial with New Balance talking about you're the king of LA. You took a shot at Brian, and you missed. You missed far left. And he better not leave it because now you're running from smoke. You, you running. He's gonna leave because he's only he's he's only he's a front runner. He's his yes. He's as good as the table is set for him. That's what Kawhi is. Kawhi is a great player, but he's great when the situ- when the weather's nice. When the weather's nice, when the players there around him are good, when there's an ecosystem in place, he's not the system. Kawhi is not the system. Kawhi is something to make your system function better, way better. Optimize your system. LeBron is the system. There is no one like LeBron. LeBron is the guy who goes to your team, and things just work. Things just work. There, there's no one like him. There's no one like him. So th- this whole taking shots at Bron thing, I need to stop. Like, I need to stop. We're going, we can get back to the Clippers, but the whole taking shots at Bron thing, nobody NBA, no one in the league has it. No one could talk to, talk to him. Something that you just said, though, is real good when you look at the difference of the players. We're looking at this series right now with the Lakers series, right? 
I mean, game one, we already mentioned game one. He don't really do his thing. Last game, right? If you really watch closely to what LeBron is doing, and LeBron has been doing mm-hmm. throughout his career, mm-hmm. right? LeBron, we all know, and occasionally he'll do it just to remind y'all, he can get 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 points at any point if he wanted to. Something I want to point out, and I'll try to plug this clip in. He kicks it out, and I was watching the game. He kicks it out to KCP, mm-hmm. who hasn't been really hitting this series. Mm-hmm. KCP passed it up. I don't think they scored in that possession. You see Braun pull him to the side at the timeout, yelling at him, I want you to shoot the effing ball. This is where he is different from Kawhi. LeBron purposely he knows. is pulling back from him really dominating and scoring, and this is why he's considered the GOAT, because he's making sure, hey, I know I need AD. I need AD to play well. I need KCP to play well. I need you to play well. I need Kuzma to play well. So I'm a purposely, I got shots. These boys in Phoenix can't guard me. No. But, hey, I need AD to play well. I need AD confidence to be up. Go get your buckets, boy. Go get your buckets. KCP, shoot the ball, bro. If you look at that play, LeBron could have just kept posting up. Big body. Big body bends. To a fade, lay, lay whatever you want. They kick it out. That's where... In that conversation, where I think Kawhi's flaw is this year, his assists have gone up, but in total of his career, he does not make his teammates better and does not people. put his teammate in I position see. to succeed. I tell people all LeBron time. with Paul George, I promise you, would put Paul George in position be better. to succeed consistently. Be better, Wear and that we wouldn't be in a situation. And he wouldn't get slandered. You mentioned, you know, Paul George. I just want to throw this out there. Last game, right? Mind you, Clippers is home, which is bad. They lost both games at home. Kawhi, I don't know if you remember, had 31 points at the half. You know how much he finished with? 10 points in the second half. As a team, they gave up 73 points in the first half. This the whole team, but this is the thing. I don't agree. Some of his playing mates are playing well. But as you said, you came out with that new balance commercial. Yeah, you want to smoke. You're supposed to be the leader of this team. So with, with being the leader of the team, and this is all sports, Joe Burrow, with you being the leader of the team, you know that's falling on your head first. So in my Don't opinion, be, this is why I love Dame so much. Hey, Dame probably never going to win a ring. Shows up for the big moment, though. Shows up for the big moment, and Dame ain't running from it. I really feel Kawhi about to get out of this. And, bro, you ain't complete what you were supposed to do when you came there. You wanted to be the head. You talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't a fluke. It, what happened in Toronto? Nah, baby boy. Don't talk to me about It's different. Just don't ever talk to me about being better than Bron ever again. KD, same thing. Just don't do it. And don't talk to me about assist numbers. I was telling – dudes laughed at me. I said, yo, you get, just because a guy averages a lot of assists don't mean that he makes winning plays. Doesn't mean that he's a great playmaker. That's not what makes you a great, a great playmaker, a great playmaker. A great playmaker understands where the ball has to go to, to go before it gets to where it has to end up. I, I, I see the game two, three steps ahead. That's Bron. Bron will throw the, Bron will throw the pass to the guy who's going to get the assist, to the guy who's going to make the, the big play because he understands situation. He understands matchups. He understands defense. He understands rotations. On the last play of the game, he's telling guys where to go. 
there's so much about Bron that makes him the GOAT that people just don't see. The only way you really think LeBron is the GOAT, the only way you think LeBron is the greatest player of all time is if you know basketball in a way that most people don't. That's the only way. Because if you th- the only way you think Michael, you see, you could think Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. I'm sorry, we're getting off topic. I'm just saying, this is something I, if you think Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time, if you just watch it for the fluff stuff, oh, he jumps in the air, oh, Jordan logo, oh, he scored a lot of points, oh my God. It's so, basketball is so much more than scoring points, yo. The best players you'll play with at a damn park are the guys who will barely shoot the ball because they're smart as hell. They know where the ball has to go. They, they set you up. They make the game easy. Ron not only does that, but he can score with the likes of a guy like he can score with Jordan. He can score with these guys. Like he, he, he really can. He really does this, bro. Yo, run that applying pressure for me. Run that J. Cole part where you talk. That's Bron. That's really Bron. That's really him. That's J. Cole was really just channeling his inner Bron at that moment. But as far as we take it back to the Clippers, what, what did I, I, we knew. I, we, I chose the Clippers in seven. But I think the fact that I chose them in seven tells you what I think about the Clippers. They should win the series in six, five. Where did the Clippers go from here? I think you say the same about losing series. Where did the Clippers Steve. go from here? No fits, as you mentioned. It's all dictated on what Kawhi does. That's about it. I mean, if he stays, then you try to make it work. But if he leaves, then old George is most likely going to leave when he's up next, too. He's like he's on that extension. Paul George knew that his 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 uh his value out here was declining. Pandemic P. I think he's on that extension quickly. I think if Kawhi doesn't out, is there? He he shouldn't shouldn't opt out if I were him. I wouldn't do it. I think you think right. If Kawhi does the Paul George game, will be better. It would, but it wouldn't necessarily lead to them being a better team. Mm-hmm. Like, he put, put up better numbers because he's the main guy, but, like, this team as constructed is not a championship team. So what do you think they need to do to fix this? They don't have any picks, so they can't get through the drive. Players, trust the believe, are watching this year after year. I don't know if any player will want to sign there with them. What? What do the Clippers do to try to fix this? You said the team currently construction is not a championship team. What are they lacking that they can possibly try to fix? They're in the dreaded stalemate. There's no move for them really to make that will make them better. Because they don't have picks to trade. So. Take on bad contracts that get add drop capital. If yeah, but then you're wasting why. years on all these guys' prime years. Well, you, you're assuming Kawhi is going to stay. I, I, know, I know Kawhi is going to run away. Kawhi will try to go to the Knicks. I pray it happens. Go to the Knicks, please. Do it. He I don't not, want to see him sit out 20 games. I think he. I think the Knicks would be. <laughs> I, I think the Knicks would benefit from it. Yeah, but like, you know, I think he'll I, watch. I mean, he's a legitimate. He's a legitimate guy. Knicks can go get. Legit. This summer. Yeah, I want to. I want to celebrate New York. Go ahead, get Kawhi. Legitimate target. Because I don't think Kawhi is staying there. It is stale, and they can't get a point guard. And then the point guard is the reason why they, they aren't that good. They haven't gotten a point guard that can really play. It's so yeah, quick. Huh? Yeah, but Rondo is Rondo is great in spurts. They need a consistent point guard. They are running Pat Beverly out there and starting him. No NBA team, no team in the league that has championship expiration should be starting Patrick Beverly because he gives you nothing offensively. And defensively, he's, a, he's just literally 
he's, he's literally a mismatch against these bigger point guards. It is hard to win. So what happened when he beat up on Luka? Yeah, I saw that, man. Luka told me he was too small. Luka told, every time. Luka told me he was too small in Slovenian, too. That's the worst part. He didn't even say it in English. Hey, uh, we'll have to definitely see what happens with the Clippers. Lakers are up 19 to 16. <laughs> um, it's not looking good for the Clippers. They're going to have to probably blow this whole thing up. I'm so happy to know this. I'm so happy. I know somebody that's going to be highly upset, and shoot, he might win out too. Steve Ballmer. It's <laughs> not looking like that great of an investment. I don't think he's going to win um, <laughs> with this Clippers team. He might just want to use it as a, uh, another little source of income because uh, how the team is currently constructed and they're in a still. They can't do that about it. You might want to move his seats a little further up so we don't have to see him dancing all the time. Because it doesn't look good when your team is losing. Do me a favor, don't, don't compare the Clippers to the Nets ever again. Just don't do don't compare the Clippers to the Lakers either. No, all people do it because people, because people do it because they say the little brother thing, but with the Nets or the Knicks little brother, which to me gets me all NSW. I want to say that. It gets me all messed up because, because, because. Ain't no way I'm, ain't no way anybody the Knicks little brother. Nobody. No matter how many fans they got. No matter how many fans the brother act a fool spitting on people. Guess guess where people weren't getting spit on? In the Barclays Center. Because it's so different there, you can't see if somebody's spitting on. Nah, ain't nobody who's getting spit on you damn well. Y'all don't want to act. Y'all don't want to act. Yesterday, 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 what happened? Yesterday, they, um, they, it was the first playoff in eight years. In okay. eight years. I think eight progress. years. That's I not progress, it's mediocrity. Eight years. I think Steve Ballmer should consider not moving and stay actually there, save some money, um, see if you could, you know, renege on that contract because they don't deserve any more it. They should continually keep looking up at the Raptors and seeing the Lakers championships, the Lakers numbers retired because they don't deserve to have their own arena after a year again like this and probably going to get swept. I don't even care if they make it a series and it's, it's seven. Even if they win the series, this is absolutely unexcusable for what y'all are brought here for. And again, we're going to keep going back to this and harping on this. Kawhi's commercial. Hmm. Coming to the Clippers. Well. It's not aging well. And if you decide to leave, it really don't age well because you can't come for the king, miss, and then you want to leave. They also, they also dodged the king, too. They, they, they dodged Braun, too. They dodged him. They dodged him for this matchup, and they gave him an ass kick. Hold up. Did they dodge him, or did they really want to play this team again and try to dodge him? Yeah. They, they, they did it. They did thinking that they, either way, they did thinking that they had an easier matchup playing against Dallas, and maybe, then they would have with the Lakers. So they ain't ducking smoke. Tyron knew the box. As him as the head coach, he, he you don't want to play Bron? He know exactly. He know the vibes. You don't want to play Bron? But y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't gotta get ready. Finch mom, we out. Peace. Peace.